Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, an Experience Points podcast, or an all-queer cast Numenera podcast. I'm Kenny, the cast member who plays the lovable and simple lad Hillian. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review makes Kelric, the GM and producer's eyes, sparkle and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Excorians Points Network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Did you know that we had a Patreon? We are grateful to everyone who's already become a patron. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash Points. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cuminera. I am Kelric, my pronouns are he, him, and this is my wonderful all-queer cast. Please introduce yourself, starting with Jess. Hi, I'm Jess, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Tuna, a mechanical nano who rides the lightning, and her pronouns are also she, her. Hi, my name is Aaron, my pronouns are they, them, and I play Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue, and they also use they, them pronouns. Hi, my name is Kenny. Uh, my pronouns are he, they, and uh, I play Hillian Jossa, a... Oh my gosh, it's right in front of me. Uh, an earnest <laughs> Jack who howls at the moon. <laughs> I went blink and I'm like, who am I playing? Who am I today? I believe today that our own Kenny slash Hillian will be doing the uh, recap, so... Why don't you just take it away? So after we left at Dreaded One, we, we went camping um, with this guy that we found on the side of the road. He makes the best food ever. He left me some mushrooms after um, a night and he ended up taking uh, the the big new Monera device that Tiuna had. I, I don't think she liked that. Um, we, though, she did seem kind of relieved that uh, it was gone and rushed us along. I, I don't understand why we had to move so quickly, but we we did. And so we moved down the road a bit and 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 then I had some some bad dreams and it got dark and the, the moon is full. You know, it's getting there at least. And I'm hungry. I'm very, very hungry. We're we're almost to Ephraimon. Um and and yeah, uh, I think Rylu was going to head out. I'm not too sure. Things are getting kind of confusing. Nicely done. And don't worry, I'm sure that Ephraimon, being a city of 20,000 people, will have at least one three-tree uh, restaurant somewhere. You know, it's just <laughs> like, ah, oh, this deserves its three trees. So, yeah, we'll see. Didn't want to go with the nut scale? No. Three acorns? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is more of a eucalyptus wood. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you all have traveled down the road. You had talked about splitting up and sending Rylu into Ephraimon to maybe scout things out, maybe send off a message. You know, totally split the party, which is always a great idea. It's worked so well leaving Tiuna and Howlian together to sort of deal with what may come. And as Rylu was taking off, Rylu was not surrounded, but in between Tiuna and uh, Hillian and Rylu, who was at, who was going on their way, a bunch of seskis came through and Rylu was quick enough, I believe, to throw some food out, get them distracted. And then the three of you came together and you stopped at a place to around lunchtime. So it's about midday. You're half day away from Ephraimon and two and a half days away from a Dridawan village. And you are having a lovely picnic lunch in this danger filled <laughs> forest go all right well it sounds like we're all what's the plan i i i know i was planning on going ahead but now you're all here you all caught up what do we want to do to you now you know what's happening next best well i i don't want to get into the city before this is taken care of um because that could be very dangerous 
So I think we just have to put off getting into Ephraimon for a couple more days. Uh, how you feeling, Hillian? Um, I'm fine. It, it, it's fine. I'm hungry. Yep. Uh, and Tuna has just like a bunch of random snacks and she's just going to keep like, just basically just try to keep Hillian's attention by, you know, at like at random intervals being like, here's a snack. <laughs> the mom purse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are you sticking together? Are you sending Rilu into scout and see if they can touch base with the... Aeon Priesthood representative that Hegprod told you about? Are you... What are you gonna... You plan on just staying outside of Ephraimon, but what are you doing outside of Ephraimon? Are you, how are you gonna deal with these dangers that just randomly pop up on the road? I mean, that's kind of a thing. Alright, well, we're close enough to the town, and we're about a day or two away before anything's gonna happen. Do we all just want to go and see what this priesthood has going on and then just head back out into the forest? Um, I don't really feel comfortable the prospect of us getting trapped in the city when we need to be out in the open, but we do need, like, we do need to figure something out. So I guess it's worth going to check it out. Maybe we'll figure out a place that we can stay that would be safe for everyone. I bet they have good food. Yes, also they probably have great food. Cool. All right. Well, it sounds like we, uh, we're we going then, but we do have to keep track of the time and make sure that nothing delays us. So you travel down the road. It's a half day, and surprisingly, perhaps to you, considering every time you have gone been traveling, there is nothing that crosses your path as you get closer to the city. Either there are regular patrols or something to keep this area clear, but as you're getting close to the city, there are fewer and fewer things, and you do not run into anything. Ephraimon is a large city. It has about 20,000 people in it. You know, it's pretty easy to start telling as you're about two, three hours away that this is a more cultivated space, and suddenly you break through the tree line and there's just this cleared area that looks like the equivalent of maybe two miles of just cleared space. And then there's a wall of trees in front of you that are gigantic. Like they are, it's sort of like just these swinging doors that there's no portcullis. It's just two large cutouts in the trees that are doors that open inwards on the city. It looks like you could, like a Jurassar could be ridden through it. That's how tall it is. Like it's, they're big doors for some reason. And there are lots of guards. There's sort of like a small tent city in the front, which is just like a bunch of little merchants that have set up. It looks like it's just a bunch of carts that then can be pulled back into the city. And it's sort of like a farmer's market thing that's going on outside. You know, you're about two miles away from it, but you can start as you as you keep going, you get closer and that's kind of what you see. You see a bunch of brightly colored stalls with people walking around and, you know, people calling out for, you know, their merchandise, a bunch of, you smell some really awesome street fair food. And yeah, it just looks, it's the kind of thing that you would want to do on a weekend where you're just like, I'm gonna go get me some coffee and maybe go see what's at the farmer's market to cook for dinner tonight. <laughs> you know, wander around, get some of that, you know, raw honey and you know, do whatever else art artisanal stuff I can find. Ooh, are those candles? Were those made at home? Fancy. That kind of stuff. So what do you do? Uh, as we're walking, Rylu just looks as like looking at all these trees. And um, and I know it's a bit of ways away, but as we approach, uh, I'm going to kind of start trying to figure out how to access the, I mean, before we get there, just trying to eyeball how to access the city, because I know that it's like made of risers and swings and all that. So I don't know if that's like immediately through the gate or if there's another way. But before we reach that, Rylu's just going to be trying to scope out 
If you look beyond the gates, do uh, an intellect roll. Right. Let's let's see if you can perceive anything cool. Uh, Thirteen. Oh yeah, you can see that once you go in, there's actually just like a clear area that looks like a road that goes to the left and right, and probably 50, 60 feet in is where the tree, you can see the tree roots of the entry area where all this stuff starts. And the tree roots are roughly the size of three-story house. And this is areas where there are ground level homes and businesses, but there are ladders that start going up the side of each tree. There are these different pulley system risers that go everywhere and then they're the like the ladders are not static like they sort of bend and sway with the motions of the wind in the trees and then they you know based on how they bend they connect to different sort of like road walkways and yeah it's it's a really interesting build like it, if you've never been comfortable with heights this is going to be a problem for you and if you are not particularly dexterous, it's gonna be a little harder to get around in here. One of the things you notice with your 13 is that the people who are on the ground level by those homes that are in the tree roots tend to look like they're a little older. Like they're a bunch of gray haired, bald, whatever people who are just kind of walking around, but they seem to be a little slower. And so logically it could be that, you know, dealing with all of that kind of movement is a little hard if you have arthritis or whatever. So maybe you stay toward, you start moving towards the ground level as you grow older. Um, so as soon as we enter the city, uh, I think Hillian is hard to restrain. Like he smells all the smells and, oh, that, that looks interesting. Oh, are those samples? <laughs> So are you saying sort of the the farmer's market area or just going past that into the city? In the farmer's market. Okay, so the farmer's market is just outside the gates. Okay. So, cool. You get there and the person is like, well, yes, yes, those are samples. Would you like one? Um, uh, can I have more than one? As he's eating one. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me what you think of that, that one. That is a, a new seasoning blend I've tried. Um, what, are, are those, uh, hayseeds? Yes. Those are amazing. Awesome. I'm so glad that you like it. So these are over here and, you know, it's one shin for a bag this size and, you know, three shins for the bag this size. But if, I'm glad you like that flavor. What about this one? And then they, you know, as, as tends to happen in farmer's markets, people are very excited about what they create and they're just like, here, try this one. And then... This, and so they're they're giving you very small samples of all of these different ones, and then they're talking about the prices for each of them. Yeah, Hillian's trying all of the samples, and like it's just holding on to like if they're like serving on a stick or like on you know a leaf, whatever they're serving it on. Hillian just like has it in in his hands, and he's like, oh, this is great. Okay, they're also you know pushing them towards Tuna and Rylu to get your opinions on stuff and you know talk to you about this is the cost and you know I, I import the seasoning from you know this other city that I can't remember right uh, Aaron give me a city name in Numenera quick Shalamis there you go These this spice comes all the way from Shalamis nobody else in Aframon has it no one you cannot find this anywhere else why well, it's a little more expensive so for this size bag it's four shins but I think you can tell from the sample it's totally worth it Tuna, this is the best hayseed I've ever had. <laughs> uh, Tiana probably is not in the best mood at this point because she has kept her um, unbreakable scarf like tied around her waist and Hillian's waist so that Hillian can't get too far away from her. Mm -hmm. So every time Hillian is like running off, she's getting like jerked along after him. So she's probably like waving off all of the samples and like every time Hillian turns to be like, this is so good. She's just like, great. I'm glad you're having a good time. Let's, we need to get into the city. So the, the salesperson seeing that you're basically 
the adult for <laughs> this this uh grown adventurer child <laughs> um, and hearing the excitement at that one particular one turns to you and says you know they do seem to like this one enough that you might be able to persuade them to stay closer to you if you bought this back. <laughs> wow, that's quite a sales tactic. <laughs> I, all I'm saying is I have two of my own. <laughs> um, and like Hillian will start like smelling in the air. Is that ham apple? Time is limited is all I'm saying. <laughs> you have no idea how true that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you like to buy some of these? Um, I mean, fortunes is fairly reasonable. I mean, I, I oh, is it fortunes? I thought that there was a one shin bag. There is a one shin bag for that other one. For this one, these are the spice from uh, Shalamas. Shalamas. That's right? Yeah, that's how I said it. I almost always get it wrong and call it Shalaman. So, Shalamas. And Shalamas? The smaller bag is going to be two shins. But they're really saying, uh, this this one seems very easily distracted. You will probably go through more, is all I'm saying. But I have them, They see, I, I, it seems like they grabbed their attention really well. So, you know. I understand that you're in a hurry. Um, if you would like to buy them, I have them here. There's some pork bear over there. <laughs> Can we talk about this weird farmer's market that just has a bunch of meat fruit? <laughs> what? These first ones are nuts. <laughs> Spice nuts. That's what we've got. Grab Killian's attention. Um... You know, we'll just pay one shin for the, like, one shin bag of spice. Okay. And off you go. You now have some hopeful uh, Hillian distraction snacks. We'll see how you can tell. <laughs> can Rylu have been off looking at... Um, yes. Uh, some, <laughs> yes. Some sort of uh, cipher uh, booth? Sure. Um, there is a cipher booth which is has this really interesting setup because having too many ciphers together can lead to explosions and so this particular tent is set up in a very interesting way where there are actual um it's not metal it kind of looks like a granite that instead of being like gray or whatever, it has these really vibrant colors where it looks like you took paint and put it in water and then swirled it around. So it's these really beautiful stone cubbies that all have um, doors on them that are clear and you can see through them, but they're obviously locked containers for each cipher. And so they only have like 12 because if they have to haul these in and out every day, they, you know, that's a lot of work. But they have 12 different cipher uh, cubbies in this one stall. And they are all like, there's they're three tall. So there's three in each um, uh, locker space. And then there's one, and they're in each corner of the booth, so that there's some distance between them. Does this make sense? Yep, makes sense to me. Okay, so uh, there's someone, and they are sitting just very calmly in the in the center of the of this thing, not hawking their goods. They're like, it, it's obvious that this is a cipher stall, and they they know that this is something that people will come and buy. They're they're in no hurry. It's like that artist who's like, yeah, I make enough of it anyway, so this is just a passion project for me. Perfect. Uh, I walk up, and um, so they're, ju uh, they're just sitting on the ground, because I'm assuming we're, like, in a forest. In a forest, but they have a chair. I mean, they have granite lockers. I think they can afford a chair. 
I don't know what people live in trees, okay? <laughs> I, I live in Portland. Everybody sits on the ground if they're going to be in the middle of trees. <laughs> All right, so I, I walk up. Uh, uh, hello, I... I uh, how's your day going? Oh, it's going quite well. How's your day going? So far, so good. We actually are just coming into town, and I saw your shop. I had to stop by. Oh, well, I'm really glad you did. I've got lots of cool ciphers here, and, you know, if there's something particularly looking for, maybe I can help you out. What's your name, stranger? I'm Rylu, and yours? It's Hamish. How are you, Rylu? It's, it's, been, a, it's been a day already, but that's never a bad thing. Fair uh, enough. What can I do for you? So tell me, do you have an organizational system here? Are they, are they segmented, or is it just more of a safety? It's just a safety issue here. Um, you know, you tell me if what you're looking for, and I'll let you know, you know which area it might be in. I'm not looking for anything specific, just uh, anything that could help me along the road. I'm a traveler, and so anything that, that could provide safety of some sorts. You know, Numenera, they're so varied, it's hard to say something specific. That's absolutely fair. Um, why don't you check out this one here in the in the north and and tell me tell me if any of it looks interesting to you um so you go to the north and where is my table okay so just roll a d100 please okay and do that three times okay so 88 uh 99 wow and 78. All right, so let's see what we got. You have <laughs> another instant shelter. <laughs> On brand. Right? And then an image projector. And then we have ooh, a magnetic attack drill. Oh, jeez. So... You know, if you're looking for something that makes you feel safer, that might be the one. Um, a magnetic attack drill. The user throws this cipher at a target within short range, and it drills into the target for one round, inflicting damage equal to the cipher level. If the target is made of metal or wearing metal, such as armor, the attack is eased. So this might help out if you're on the road and, say, a pesky sesky shows up and tries to to eat you or a Jurassic comes up maybe you get lucky hit it in the leg and stop it from running because you know how it is when you get hit in the knee I mean that's rough it's hard to run when that happens might have happened once or twice <laughs> tell me about this image projector how do you choose the image it projects well let's see it projects one of the following images in the area described for one hour so scenes include movement sound and smell so yeah i mean if you look at how this is how what this is and the image projector is a small square that has like three uh four little legs one in each corner that looks like you just stick it in the ground and then it projects whatever but it has a little knob on the side and hamish takes it and they pull it out and they they show you see this you just put it to your temple and then you think of the image and then it projects it how much how much how much how dare you it's like asking a name <laughs> oh god i hate that um Rylu's less of a throw something so, that's going to bore into your skin person, more of a, hey, let me run away person. Fair enough. Okay, so roll a uh, roll a d100 for me real quick. 24. All right, so that's going to put the cipher at about 40 shins. Yeah, that's going to be way out of my price range. Um, all right, well, are you here every insert day of the year here? Ever, or as, long, 
yeah, I'm here as long as it's not snowing. I don't like snow, so I stay inside, but yeah, I'm here most days. Does this market happen? Does this market happen every day? Well, yeah, every day. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I will go find my new people because I have five shins. Oh, fair enough. I, I have good uh, social skills. I don't think I have 35 less shins social skills. Yeah, ciphers um, in this area range between, well, all over the world range between 20 and 100 shins. Gotcha. So you have an idea. And artifacts range between 50 and 5,000 shins. And don't forget your anine is worth between one and 200 shins, and you do have that extra one. So that's something for you all to think about. Cool. All right, so you move on, and are you all just going through, herding Hillian through all the food? What you doing? Quick meta uh, conversation. Uh, so I recognize the name Hamish. Was that from a different game, or are they significant? They have nothing to do with anything else. They're just a name uh, for this person. Fantastic. Which I should write down because I will forget. <laughs> you know we'll come back to them. <laughs> Not intentionally, but who knows? Hey, Mish is going to be the guy in the corner of the bar that we go visit. Everyone in this town's named Hamish. Because <laughs> I ain't the name. Uh, All right. I think we go into the city. But I have okay. else. Ever anyone else want to do a shopping trip? <laughs> I mean, it might be a good idea before we get into the city to try to at least sell that extra anine, um, especially because once we get in, I don't know that we'll be able to use the anine anywhere. So it might be worth just selling all of them right now before we try to get up into the trees. You might want to keep one back for Hillian as a snack. That's a, I mean, that's a good point. But I, again, I don't know, like, if most of the city is up in the trees, I don't even know where we'll be able to keep it. Do we see any type of stables? From outside? No, you don't. But you do see that there are livestock pens out here. And if the whole farmer's market moves inside, it's pretty safe to assume that there are places for these animals to live inside so they aren't left outside to, you know, lure every Jurassic in the entire woods to the city as they low and bleat and are bathed in the blood of the other ones that are being eaten. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's an image I had. <laughs> Thought I'd share. Well, they, there might be stables inside. We can keep one back. Uh, assumedly, unless they send us somewhere else, we are going to get picked up and transported back to where we came. Right, like we're not going to need these in the end. I mean, hopefully we won't need them after this. Once we get a message to the Ian Priesthood to come get us um, for however long it takes for us to wait here, after that, we won't need them. Although, since it will take a long time for them to get back out here, they might just send us somewhere directly from here. So I guess let's just sell the one for now, um, and we'll keep the rest stabled wherever we can find a place to keep them. But that way we have money, because... Someone just tried to charge me fortunes for some food for Hillian, and that's my entire, like, that's all the money I had. I hope we stay here for a while. These seeds are delicious. <laughs> the person really needs to pay us better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, because right now I have three shins total to my name. We need money. <laughs> all right, well, let me handle the negotiations. Despite what uh, anybody thinks of... How I deal with people, uh, merchants I do know. <laughs> you do talk well. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's gonna be able to sell something for more than it's actually worth, it's gonna be you. That's the biggest compliment you've ever given me. Wasn't a compliment, but all right. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you too so much. <laughs> I'm really gonna miss you. <laughs> <laughs> my heart breaks. Okay, so yeah. Um, you walk through and you, there are just tons of sights and sounds. You actually even see uh, an oddities booth that has just some amazing items that you're just like, you can see that they, they, they possibly have uses that a narrator would have no idea 
how much they can be used outside of the realm of the anticipated, much like an unbreakable scarf um, that has been used in ways that I had no idea, <laughs> no idea would happen. But anyway, there's this oddities booth that has stuff that is just, you know, brightly colored, flashing lights, calling attention. It's just very, very much, you know, calling to people because it's super cool. And um, as you pass that, you start to see all of the animals and what have you. That, But that booth is swarmed with children in front because they're just like drawn to it. Uh... I'm broke as a joke right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk forward at least with the anine to someone that looks like they may want to buy an anine. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, about three pens down, you see uh, someone who actually has anines in their pen, and they may be interested in buying. Are we selling the really, really nice one that you got, uh, Tuna? Or is that one, like, are you keeping that one and we're just selling, like, a generic meme? I mean, we should probably sell whichever one will get us the most money, because all we need them for is travel. So as long as they can run, we don't need anything really fancy. Cool, we could sell, we're going to sell the Cadillac of a meme. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, so I approach that individual and I just have the one anime on like a tether or whatever you use. Mm -hmm. um, and I approach and I go, oh, good morning. Um, I was I was wondering, I see you have a fine pen of anime here. Uh, we came across an extra while we were traveling in the forest. I was wondering if you'd have any interest. At that description of how you came across an anime, just randomly in the forest the person we did yeah you definitely should have said that we we don't need it anymore and want to sell it and not like hey we got this anine for free will you give us tons of money for it their eye their right eyebrow quirks up and they're just like oh really that's rare yeah it, there was there was a it was, I have no idea, to be honest with you. I've never had something like, here's the thing. If nobody ever said Riley was smart, they just talk well, but not, they're not good at, yeah, anyway. Um, what happened to I know merchants? <laughs> Aaron doesn't know merchants and started this whole conversation off really badly, okay? Kelrick won't let me wreck on this. I messed up there. <laughs> they start walking around the anine and they're like hmm they reach out and they touch the the south this is some really nice tack for an anine just loose in the forest huh I, I, okay I feel like we took the tack off yeah or no that was not stated and all of them were all of them had saddles and stuff and this was the nicest one Oh, okay. I, uh, that's my fault. Yeah, I did not think that we were going to take this gilded anine, like, with a golden saddle. Oh, it's and, not. Like, it's, it's just a nice, like, you specifically said you wanted the one that was, like, the best of them. And oh, yeah. So it has all of the nice saddlery and, and yeah, it's, wow, this is real. Oh. oh. Well, you know what happens in a forest. And they look at you. I know some of what happens in the forest. Hmm. So, what were you thinking for this, 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 this sweet little thing? How much would I estimate that this anine is worth? You know that they're between one and two hundred, and with the tack included, this one would probably sell for about three fifty. Well, that depends on what you're going to do with it. Now, this is a premium bowl of ananine. If you are going to keep this for your flock, that's one thing. Now, if you resell, way different. Well, thank you for telling me my business. I'm quite familiar with how sales work, but that's fascinating. So what were you thinking of getting for this anine that you found wandering in the forest 
I'm gonna slip into like a merchant camp and okay. just like I'm not I know uh, for some reason Kelrick, I feel like a lot of the people you play are abrasive or uh Ryler's <laughs> a very abrasive individual I am willing to go both ways <laughs> and so I slip into the merchant camp because like it's been a day and I'm like all right so I'll tell you what I can at the absolute bare minimum part with this for 250 tack included ah well then i would recommend you go that way because there might be someone who'd be willing to spend that much um i don't know anyone who would but yeah 250 is it's just real high for all of this i personally would be willing to pay 125 for a, a found anine with such fine tack on it. Well, the thing is, is how I acquire my goods, as you said, is, of course, the business of the one who has it. So I can maybe part with it for 200 And I want to roll a uh, check if you will let me. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Um, I'm going to use my... Uh, where's that? Nice. Oh yeah, okay, so I'm good in all social skills. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I thought I also had something from Silver Tongue, but that might be the all social skills. So yeah, I think that's all I'm I think that's all I have is that all social skills. I thought that I had something else from Speaks with the Silver Tongue. Alright, give it a shot. And then of course I'm gonna use my um intellect to give that another raise. And let's see how this goes. So I got two raises on this. It's a five, so it's, it's uh, what will it pass? A level four? It would be... So you rolled a five. Yeah. And a simple, that's a level two. Mm-hmm. You are jumping it by... Two raises. Which, um, that would pass a difficult, giving you a 50-50, but because of the way you came into this, I feel that this particular person would negate one of your bonuses because they know that you found this anine. Like you came in and you just gave them the information to make them, you gave them a little bit of the power in the negotiation. So I'm gonna say that this particular role, and you can roll every time that the price changes to see how you good at you are at negotiating, but I'm gonna say that that one is a fail. So, is he gonna jump up or? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were at 125, and uh, well, you know, I think if, if we, I'm looking at this and I don't see any brand on it, so I mean, I suppose it could just be a free anine that you just happen to have a really fun really fine saddle to just put on it. I mean, that happens, right? Right. And I mean, they are, when they're looking at the the saddle, you realize what they're doing is they're looking for some sort of ownership mark on this anine that would tell them that it is owned by a specific, you know, person or something that they might know to see if this is stolen from or obviously you know, stolen from somewhere. And why don't you roll? Uh, you or Tiuna can roll for having made sure that there is no mark like that. That, or if there was, you were able to erase it. Hey, Tiuna, go for it. <laughs> would that be intellect? Um, it would be intellect or speed, depending on which you prefer to use. Intellect is smart for looking at it and taking care of it. Speed would be dexterous for being able to find it and then, you know, rub it off and or make sure it's gone. So either way works. All right, I'm going to apply some effort because I think she would have applied effort to this. Oh yeah. Oh, not only did you find it and remove it, you're able to do something to step in and help with this negotiation if you want. Like, you have recognized that Rylu stepped in it very briefly at the start. And 
know, you have an opportunity to do something to help. Whatever it is you can think of, you throw it in and it'll help um, Riley with the negotiation. Um, okay. Tuna basically wants to... Well, I, the thing is that I want to describe it because I don't know that, like, I can actually, like, roleplay it. So, so okay. basically, Tuna wants to, like, come in in a way that would convince this person um, that, like, Tuna, like, hired Rylu and maybe, did like, failed on giving them enough information. So they're trying to sell this to Neen with, like, what they think is the case, but she's actually like, no, this is my Aneen, like, sell it for me. That's what I hired you for. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, you walk in, and I think you do this really smoothly, like, which is super rare for Tiuna to be able to do. Like, Tiuna is abrasive AF, and... She uses that abrasiveness to her advantage in this case. <laughs> and particularly with, with Rylu, I mean, it, it it's brutal. But in this case, you're more interested in getting those shins than you are in calling Rylu out on, you know, any minor mistake like you normally would. And so you 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 come in and you're 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 pulling Hillian behind you and you just come up next to Rylu and you're just like, so, uh, have you managed to sell this for me? I, I, I really need to move on to the next, um, the next couple of stalls and, and we don't have all day at this. Um, how, how is, how is this going? Rylu is going to play this gambit that they did this on purpose, right? This is a con, this is in their mind. Like, or how they're going to play it. This is a con where they come up, they say a thing, and then Tiuna comes in and goes, uh, it's it's fine, it's fine, Rylu. You can tell them that it's mine. You can tell them that it's mine. You don't have to make up a story. Like, I was fronting for them. Like, oh, this is a, a Neen that I found. Love so Tiuna comes in and is like, it's fine. You can tell them that it's mine. And I feel like this farmer's like, who are you? <laughs> like... Listen, I'm sorry to lead with the falsehood. I My client didn't want their name to be attached to this, but obviously they have decided that this is better. Um, this is... Oh, can I roll for a knowledge check of, like, a noble house around here? Sure. That, like, maybe was part of our intellect? Absolutely. Like our, our, intel our intelligence? Perfect. I'm gonna roll... I don't have anything to add to that, really. I'll, I'll spend some more intellect, but I don't have, like, a... a good yeah. thing. Um... Cool. So let's find out if I know any noble houses. Nice. Uh, so I rolled a 14 plus uh, step race. Cool. Yeah. You pick a name of a house. Make it. Make a name of a house for here. Go for it. Mm -hmm. ah, see? Not <laughs> as easy as you thought. That's that's why I come with a list normally. Um, <laughs> I, I was theming it by pork products. So. <laughs> so you know what house do you want to belong to? Farine. Farine selling hernine. <laughs> oh my goodness Brilliant. this this fair lady here is from the farine family and of course you'd understand that she would want to protect her interests and their eyes grow slightly large and can you just describe what tiuna looks like again because i feel like it's been a while and you've added some descriptors about how tiuna attaches ciphers and artifacts to their body and i don't think that was really visually present before and so i think that this would be something really cool for this anine wrangler to 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 see so what do they see when you walk up um so tuna has a uh, very dark skin and she's got uh, basically a frohawk so like her hair her, the sides are shaved but her hair is i mean like mine it's basically an afro so she's got sort of like the frohawk um and her hair is also very bright it's like bright blue and purple uh she's got sort of metal bits kind of all over her body um most of them aren't like attached to anything so they just sort of look like studs almost like piercings Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of them have been attached, so she does have uh, the one that she used to comprehend the the like ancient language from mm -hmm. um, the Adrenaline. Yeah, 
Yeah, in a Jordan. Um, so she has like that that thing sort of attached to her temple. She's got a couple of other like small things, just like metal bits attached here and there. Uh, she also has her like flowing purple cape that is mm -hmm. just always in movement. Mm -hmm. um, and then her scarf, which she has tied around her waist and around Hillian's waist. Do you have any weapons showing? Uh, she keeps her weapons um, sort of hidden, but she has, uh, I forget what they're called, but razor discs, basically. That, similar to what Rylu has. What are they, cysts? Yeah, cysts. Okay. So, I feel like at some point, um, as your cape is flapping and stuff, they see the cysts and they, on, on you just very briefly, and then they see your overall appearance, and their eyes grow really wide. And they look at Rylu and they're like, I'm sorry, I I got distracted. Where were we? What? What were we? And they're obviously flustered and they're, um, they're like, um, I think we were at um, uh, 150 for this fine beasts. 150? I thought you told me you could get me at least 200. Well, with your namesake, of course, and I will shoot a very darted glance at this person, I'm sure that any fine merchant would love to have your personal anine for 200. Ah. Uh, um, well, yeah, uh, 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 200 is for, for such a distinguished family, uh, well, I couldn't, uh, you know, why don't we just go with your original asking price of 250 and and that's that's perfectly fine um yeah and they start to reach their hand out to tuna to shake on it and then they stop and they very carefully turn to rilu and and uh, yes let's this let's make the deal rilu glance silver does that sound fair to you my lady Yes, 250 sounds acceptable. Perfectly adequate. And Riley will shake on it. Yeah, and you get 250, and I'm sure you remembered to empty all of the settle packs and everything, so you have everything in your list, and they yeah. take the anine off your hands. Very nervously, and uh, sweat across their brow, and just very, very, very nervous, but also, you can tell a little excited. They're like, oh, this is very, very cool. You know, and they keep glancing back at Tuna, and they're just just very flustered by this. They're just, it, it, this is one of the more exciting things that's happened to them because apparently you have chosen a very uh, prestigious house in oh, no. Ephraimon, and uh, Tuna, with your 19, you fit the description of the people from this house to a T. <laughs> this this house is is known for its uh, nanos and the just strikingness of their people. And yeah, you 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 fit this to a T. And so this person has completely bought in. <laughs> to you being from this house. Um, before they leave then, Tuna will also say, I hope I can count on your discretion while I'm wandering about. You understand that I don't need rumors going around the city while I'm just trying to to have a short vacation. Of, 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 of course. No, I I will not say a word. And they're, they're looking everywhere but at your eyes. Like, they... <laughs> They are very flustered, but also, you know, it's excitement, a little bit of fear, a little bit of, you know, celebrity. Like, it's, you don't know what's up with this house, but people do not think people from this particular house are playing about anything. And they're just like, nope, that's fine. We're in. Sure. So, yeah. So you get your 250. The, the person has agreed not to talk about you. And 
off you, you go, unless you want to sell the other Amines or something else. Does this mean we can get more snacks? Yeah, the first thing does... The first thing Tina does is go back to that booth and buy the snack that was worth fortunes. Now that she has <laughs> more than fortunes in her wallet. Perfect. I'm assuming you're dividing the money up between all of you, or is this just Tuna's money since Tuna is the one who actually collected this particular anine? <laughs> no, I feel like probably between us, we'll we'll plan to split it three ways, but for now, like Rilo and I will hold it because we know what's about to happen with Hellion, with Hellion <laughs> and we don't want that money to just like get lost. Fair. I'm I want this really sweet scene where like they walk away, they get out of eye shot of, and also this probably is not going to end sweet, but it's going to start sweet. Um, like they get out of the eye shot of the Anine seller, and Rylu gets like really excited and starts like jumping up and down. It's like, Tuna, that was awesome. You came in right when you needed to. I that, that was the good cop, bad cop. I've I've seen that done before. And like you see the childness in Rylu. Like they're not, they're not like a ch like twelve, but they're still super excited that worked off. Like. They're just like jumping up and down a little bit. It's I. It's great. They're great. <laughs> That's awesome. Does Tuna have any reaction to that, or are we just moving on? What do you want to do? Um, Tuna just sort of very awkwardly shrugs because she was annoyed that Rylu needed her to step in, but she also sees how excited they are and doesn't want to just like step on that. So it's just sort of like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> so it's a brand new day everywhere, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you go back, you buy the nuts, then you continue traveling. You've got your three anine, and is there anything else you might want to find in this market, or do you just want to head on into the city? Now that we have some cash, I want to check out that oddity shop. No, we have to get into the city now. <laughs> That's so fair. That, that interaction literally happens. I'm going to go check out the oddity shop. No. We have already spent so much time screwing around we need to find we need to find Gaston and figure out a plan and then you can check out the oddity shop later but they have bitter melons <laughs> i got you your snack eat your snack okay you're only okay <laughs> riley wants to play the like okay so we, we continue walking i think but riley wants to play this game with uh uh, Hillian that's like throwing the nuts and seeing if Hillian can catch them. So Hillian's going to be walking like through the, like the different forests and just mouth open up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a game they've played before. <laughs> that makes sense. The, the challenge is uh, not tripping over a route and taking uh, Tiuna down with Hillian. <laughs> Yeah, because that's dangerous for Rylu. <laughs> Shall I make a speed check? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So y'all make it through the, the farmer's market. No more purchases. And you honestly got through because of that 19. You got through that sale super, super quick. Like normally that haggling goes back and forth. There's talking about. Uh, the Anine's body structure, there's looking at, you know, the saddle some more, there's actually, they have an area in the pen where you can make the Anine run so they can check and make sure there's nothing wrong with its legs. No, they just bought it. So you all saved a crap ton of time. You've only actually been in the fair or farmer's market maybe 30 minutes. So y'all are doing just fine on time. You get through and there's a line of people to get into the gate with several guards. The guards are not, you know, super vigilant. Their job, I mean, they're like, you come in, you don't steal, you're fine. You know, and if you do steal, our buddies inside will take care of you. Our job is just to make sure that you don't have anything that's super dangerous on you. Like... I don't know, some piece of new Monera that could transform the entire city into something horrible and deadly. I mean, if you don't have that, oh, good you're good. None of us have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like someone came along and saved you from yourselves. Who knew? I imagine this great scene where the guard is like, what's that? And grabs it and the entire city is transformed. 
you would be shocked at how stupid people can be when I roll for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you all get to the front of the line. The guard asks, so what brings you all to Ephraimon? Well, you have great food. It smells wonderful. And, well, yeah. We're here to speak with uh, Gaston, the, the Aeon priest. Oh. Okay. And that. All right. That sounds fairly reasonable. Um, right? Do you have anything I need to know about on, on your person? And um, this quizzical look like, are you going to lie to me? Because if you're <laughs> we're going to have problems. I'd prefer you not lie to me. So we don't have problems. Tina sort of like looks down at her hands like she's trying to consider it and is like, are like personal weapons okay? Like I just have, and she doesn't want to reach for it, but she'll sort of like move her cape to show the cisk where it's sort of like behind her. It's like, I'm like, I'm not trying to start a fight or anything. Mm -hmm. I just have my personal protection. And... You know, this particular guard, you notice, is kind of dark-skinned. They have um, a couple of piercings along their right cheek, like three bars that are there. And each of them at the, the bottom part has like a stud that's like flashing a different color. And so... Are they from House Farin? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a int check. <laughs> a what? Say that again. An int check. Mm, seven. Yeah. So all you can tell is that this is a person who sees your weapon and your bits and bobs hanging off of your head and body and all the studs and stuff and their eye quirks. They do a little head tilt, and they're like, huh, okay, no, personal weapons are just fine. Uh, we're really more interested in any artifacts or ciphers you have. We want to make sure that, you know, you're within the, the city's uh, limits on these things because we don't want anything dangerous to, to happen. So... How many ciphers do each of you have at the moment? And this is a legit question they're asking. Uh, I do have my sword uh, that allows me to be healed when used, and I will present that willingly. Oh, that is a very handsome blade. That's a nice artifact. Thank you. Is this... that? What were you saying? Oh, is this permittable in the city? Absolutely, yes. Um, do you have any ciphers as well, or are you is this the only Numenera you have on you? Uh, that is all that I have. Says that more confidently. I was checking my inventory. Yeah. <laughs> and they look at Tiuna. Okay. Like, we can recon you gave one to me. I don't have any. If yeah. Tiuna. You could absolutely hand one off. And as long as they're not on your person, but over and Rylu has one, you're welcome to do so. But the guard looks at you and is like, I'm sorry, but the law is very clear. You, it's no more than three ciphers per person. Th that's fine. We could also retcon that I at one point handed one off, because I think it's really just that, like, I didn't realize I had four and forgot to do that. Hillian okay. has room in his inventory for some. <laughs> Are you also empty on ciphers? I have one cipher, uh, mm -hmm. but we'll get um, there. <laughs> well, Riley can have my singularity detonation. Okay. That's a lot of trust. Oof, okay. <laughs> All right. Tina just had to carry around a Numenera that could have killed everyone in like a several mile radius. She doesn't really want weapons that significant. That's so, fair. All right, I've transferred inventories, so that's taken care of. Okay. Uh, and then they look at Helian and they're like, and you? Oh, yeah. There was this one time that we went into a tree and we fought these big spider things. And, and one of them, I, I, I saw it and I grabbed its eye. And, and, and Helene goes into their bag, pulls out the eye, and look! The guard takes a half step back and then they catch themselves and then they just straighten and they look at it and they're like, 
That is a mighty fine cipher you have there. Is it the only one? Yeah! And they side-eye Tiuna, and they say, Is it the only one? I... I, I, I believe so, as far as I know it is. Um... Okay. <laughs> all right, well, welcome to Ephraimon. It That's, you know, that's all that we really you know, are worried about, is that you're not going to bring anything in that's, you know, too, too dangerous. Uh, your ciphers, um, and they actually write down, they take a note of what the ciphers you have are, based on what you tell them. And the singularity detonation thing, are you going to tell them what that is, or...? I mean, I I would show it to them. I'm not. I don't even know what it is. Probably very well. Like, okay. <laughs> all this, and I was like, all right. Yeah, and so they're gonna actually ask you what they all are, so that they can write them down in their notes with your names. I'm gonna leave that to Tiuna. Tiuna can describe all those. How Tiuna sees fit. That makes sense, because you because Numenera is not a thing that you are good at. So, you know, you're you're welcome to have. Tiuna describe all of it, or you can have Hillian, who, who is also good at Numenera, just jump in and tell say what it is. So, so. Oh yeah, and you see that switch over there? That little toggly thingy does this awesome thing over there. <laughs> well, that's a mighty, mighty big load of words. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. So, what can, what can these do? Um, so yeah, Tina will go through hers very quickly and put the mind-controlling poison in the center and try to, like, gloss over it as quickly as possible. So <laughs> the, like, psychic reader, the mind-controlling poison, and the personal environmental field in case, you know, I need to hide in a pinch from the iron wind or something. Okay, I'm sorry. I did not get the name for the other one. I just need to know what it does. What is this? You... Oh, this is a visual displacement device. And Hillian holds up the spider eye again. It, it projects different images of things and and allows. Um, yep, it confuses people who are in front of me. It's really really helpful when I'm trying to get away from Jurassicar. If uh, roll uh, in check if you want to distract them enough that y'all can get by, throw them off, and not tell them all the ciphers you have. You're welcome to do that. That'd probably be good. Is that for Hillian to roll? Uh, Hillian's one who's jumping in and trying to do that, it would seem. So I would say yes. I, I'm doing it inadvertently, but I'm applying effort because I'm really distracting. Yes. <laughs> I would actually draw. I would actually give you an asset as well. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, does Hillian try to do that, or is that just Hillian? Oh, Hillian does it. <laughs> <laughs> With a 16, uh, you definitely just... The guard is distracted and just wants you gone. They're <laughs> like, okay, enough with the spider eye. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Enjoy your time in Ephraimon. The gates close at, and they give you, you know, just before dark. Um, if you're out of the gate, if you're out of the city at at dark, the gates will not open. So, be prepared to be out there. The general area right outside the the gate where everything's cleared is typically fairly safe. You can probably get through the night okay, but I would still set up watches. What are those? And Hillian's pointing to the sack, like a sack that he has on them, um, and like kind of sniffs the air. Those smell great. I'm sorry, sacks? What are you talking about? Like, they, like I imagine the guard like has a pouch like with like a snack in it. The guard has snacks on them. Yep. While on duty. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. They have different flavored nuts than you do from the same stall. What do you know? Apparently, they love that stall. Now, those look so good. And Hillian doesn't see them, he just sees the stack it, and or the sack and is like, excuse me? Yes. Can I, can I try one? Yes, the stall is over that way and they sell, they sell these. Um, 
talk to Marion. Next. Uh, <laughs> Flashbacks to an hour or two later where like two guards are going on duty and one of them's like, hey, Gerald, you know, those nuts are contraband. <laughs> I was like, it won't come up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll we'll go back to the stall later, Hillian. Let's thank you for your time. We're we're headed inside. You've got your own snacks right now. You don't need more. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you get inside and it's as I said, now you can see it. Um, it this it's a huge huge city in here that is like nothing you've ever seen before. Yeah, super fun. I'm excited that we are now at the point where, you know, we are past traveling and you all are are moving into what's going to happen in the city of Ephraim. So good job, everyone. This was really fun for me. I'm sorry that we went late, but I really was enjoying this new interaction for you all. So I'm Kelric. I am the narrator for this story i'm really enjoying it i love everyone on the show and i'm really looking forward to what comes next you can find me on twitter at cormalon that's c-o-r-m-a-l-l-o-n and at eq points i monitor both of those uh, i am jess uh, you can find me on twitter at right jess r w-r-i-t-e-j-e-s-s-r um, and you can find all of the various podcasts and streams and all the things that I do <laughs> <laughs> uh, on my website, writejust.com, W-R-I-T-E-J-E-S-S.com. Hey, um, I'm Aaron. You can find me at Space Persona on Twitter and hopefully at Geek Girl Con this November. We'll see. Hi, uh, my name is Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone. I also DM our Starfinder game that we stream uh, every other Saturday on Twitch. If you want to find out what our streaming schedule is, please follow us on Twitter at EQ Points. And thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time as the adventure in the city of Ephraimon starts to take shape. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Cumanera, an Excorians Points podcast. Are your ears burning for another podcast? We cannot recommend enough checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. There are six friends who have no business behind the mic, or even rolling dice. If you like what we create, then you should check out our other two podcasts on our network. The original Excorience Points podcast is a Starfinder game that releases every Wednesday. Stay up to date on all three Excorience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on excoriancepoints.com. Pardon our dust as I continue updates on the website. Thank you so much for listening. LGBT and D uses an entirely LGBT cast to tell stories using the Masks, a new generation TTRPG system. Their episodes come out weekly on Fridays and feature a mix of serious issues as well as lighthearted fun to try and tell diverse stories with a variety of viewpoints. If you like teen superheroes, LGBT plus representation, and bad puns, give them a listen. They can be found on all your favorite podcatchers, as well as on Twitter at LGBTDPod.